Hi there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'm your host for this little musical variety hour featuring 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. Once again, I have, I think, a pretty good variety of records for you, and we're going to start today with a Columbia 78 made in about 1925 by Frank Quinn. He was born in Ireland in 1893 and immigrated to the United States while he was still fairly young. He found work as a police officer, but because he played music on the side, he was eventually discovered by a talent scout and invited to make his first recordings in 1921. He recorded prolifically over the next 14 or 15 years, recording quite a number of discs for Columbia as well as some other labels. And we're going to listen to one called A Morning in July, appropriately enough. This is Columbia 33004-F. Here's Frank Quinn. Thank you. 
And that's Frank Quinn playing violin and singing a selection called A Morning in July. Unfortunately, I don't know who the piano accompanist was, nor can I give you any exact recording dates. I don't have any discography that would tell me much about this record, but based on the label design, it's a fairly flat Columbia label of the type used in 1925 and early 1926, so I'm going to put it somewhere right around there. Columbia 33004, a nice way to start off this edition of the Shellac Stack. For those of you just joining us, my name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to these 78 RPM records with me. In the next set, I've got three summer-themed records for you, starting with Dick Robertson and his orchestra, something called On a Simmery Summer Day. Now, Dick Robertson sings On a Simmery Summery Day, but the label only says Simmery Summer Day. We're getting pretty detailed here. That's July 9th, 1940, the recording date. After that, we'll hear a Gershwin selection, Summertime, played by Mark Warnow and his Blue Velvet Orchestra. This is an interesting record. It's on the Caravan label, and the label states it's album length. Well, not quite. They did manage, however, to squeeze in two selections on each side for a total running time of between five and six minutes. We're only going to hear the one selection, Summertime. This was recorded in about August of 1949. Mark Warnow immigrated to the United States with his parents when he was fairly young. He had been born in the Ukraine, and he found success early on with music. He played violin and became director of the Ziegfeld Follies. In the mid-1930s, he took up a career in orchestra directing for radio and became the longtime musical director on Your Hit Parade. He also conducted some of the recording sessions with Frank Sinatra in the 1940s. Unfortunately, he died only about two months after this record was made. He died on October 1st, 1949, of a heart attack. After Mark Warnow's Blue Velvet Orchestra, we'll hear Sam Lannan and his Roseland Orchestra recording from 1925, something called Summer Nights. But to start us off, here's Dick Robertson and his orchestra on a simmery summer day. entertaining when I'm lying in the hay to while away the hours on a simmery summery day wanna be lazy like a daisy in the middle of July and watch the pretty pictures in the sky oh hum dreaming in the sun I'm a lucky one it's true oh hum I'm not so very dumb I bet you'd like to dream there too 
Beautiful butterflies are dancing in the field across the way. The nearest thing to heaven on a simmery, summery day. What is the use of hustle, bustle, find a little time to play, and you'll never simmer on a summer day.
peppy little record was called Summer Nights, played for us by Sam Lannan and his Roseland Orchestra, Columbia record number 414-D, from June 25th, 1925. Before that, Mark Warnow and his Blue Velvet Orchestra, Caravan record CL-105, from about August of 1949, George Gershwin's Summertime. One little side note about Mark Warnow. His brother was Harry Warnow. You may know him better as Raymond Scott. Yes, Raymond Scott and Mark Warnow were brothers. We started the set with Dick Robertson and his orchestra, Decca 3305 from 1940, on a simmery summer day. You're listening to The Shellac Stack, a musical variety program that brings you 78 RPM records from the first half of the 20th century. If you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Feel free to send along your comments, suggestions, requests, or just send me a note to say hi. Let's continue now with a record made in 1923 by Arthur Gibbs and his gang. There isn't very much out there in internet land written about Arthur Gibbs. I can't tell you very much about him. This record was made on October 10th, 1923, and if Arthur Gibbs seems to be remembered at all, it's for this record. He only recorded four selections in total for the Victor label, this being perhaps the most famous of them. It's the very first recording of James P. Johnson's famous Charleston. It's Victor 19165. After that, we'll hear a few more jazz-influenced selections by Waring's Pennsylvanians and the original Memphis Five. More about those later. To start off, here's the Charleston. Thank you. 
like that? <laughs> the original Memphis Five. That's a recording made on March 22, 1923 in New York. A Spencer Williams tune called Snake's Hips. That seems to have been a fairly popular tune in about 1923. I've encountered a number of records of that on all variety of labels. This happens to have been a Victor record, number 19052. Before that, something hot from Waring's Pennsylvanians. In fact, it was called Just Hot. That's the title, Just Hot. That was recorded in Camden, New Jersey for Victor on June 6, 1924. The tune written by Jimmy McHugh, Frank Signorelli, and Phil Napoleon. Three pretty good people. <laughs> Victor 19377. And we started the set with Arthur Gibbs and his gang back in October of 1923, James P. Johnson's famous Charleston, introducing Open Your Heart. My name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack. We're going to keep things moving now with a record by Jimmy Lunsford and his orchestra. He recorded this in New York on December 14, 1939. It's an instrumental credited on the label to Jimmy Lunsford himself. It's the Lunsford Special. Thank you. 
pianist on that recording of the venerable old 12th Street Rag was 60 years old when that recording was made in 1953. He was born in 1893, Benjamin Bertram Light, L-E-I-G-H-T. But on record labels of the 40s and 50s, he went simply by Ben Light, L-I-G-H-T. He was something of a child prodigy and was performing professionally by the time he was in his early teens. In the 19-teens, he was touring around the vaudeville circuits, performing in theaters and nightclubs across the country. He was known for having extremely fast fingers at the keyboard and was a favorite to accompany vaudeville stars like Sophie Tucker. In the 1930s, he made some recordings with Cliff Edwards, some party records, and then he made a whole slew of recordings in the late 40s and early 50s for the Tempo label and the Capitol label. This is one of those Capitol records. It's number 2530 from, as I say, 1953. He suffered some kind of illness in the mid-1950s that took him out of the show business spotlight for a little while, but he managed to come back enough to cut one LP in the late 50s. Ben Light died in 1965. Before Ben Light at the keyboard, we heard The Three Bells, B-E-L-L-E-S. That was a Jubilee record from 1955, Jubilee 5219. An old song, even then, True Blue Lou. And we started off the set in December of 1939 with Jimmy Lunsford and his orchestra playing a Lunsford original called, appropriately enough, The Lunsford Special. For those keeping score, it was Columbia 38338. My name is Brian Wright, still, (laughs) and this is the Shellac Stack. I'm so glad you could join me and listen to these 78 RPM records. It's a lot more fun with your company, and we still have time for a handful more on today's program. Up next, I've got one for you from Lee Wiley, singing with Joe Bushkin's orchestra. I just love Lee Wiley's voice. It's always so relaxed, and uh, there's just a a confidence there, and a I don't know, a certain sweetness, I guess, in her voice that I really like. This was recorded in New York on November 14th, 1939 for the Liberty Music Shop label. I always keep an eye out for these Liberty Music Shop records. You won't find a whole lot of jazz necessarily on them, but they recorded a lot of sort of cabaret-style performers of the day who were popular in the New York area. They recorded performers from Broadway shows and just, in general, a lot of, I think, interesting material. The song here was written by George and Ira Gershwin. It's my one and only. After that, we'll hear a record by Jack Denny and his orchestra, and then a little later on, something from Thelma Carpenter, who will be singing with Bud Freeman and his orchestra. But to start us off, here's Lee Wiley singing My One and Only. To show affection in your direction you know i'm fit and able i more than merely love you sincerely my cards are on the table there must be lots of other men you hypnotize all of a sudden I began to realize as follows my one and only what am I gonna do if you turn me down we're now so crazy 
I gonna go if you turn me down? Why blacken all my skies of blue? I tell you, I'm not asking any miracle. It can be done. I know a clergyman that will grow lyrical and make us one. And make us one Cause my one and only There's no reason you should turn me down When I'm so crazy over you Come true 
in blue Hawaii And mine could all come true This magic night of nights with you
And there you have Thelma Carpenter at the age of 23 singing with Bud Freeman and his orchestra, a majestic record made in October of 1945, These Foolish Things Remind Me of You. What a pure, pure voice she has and the way she reaches up for, oh, how the ghost of you clings at the end and she just nails that high pitch. It's really, really wonderful. That was Majestic 1017. Incidentally, Thelma Carpenter had been a child star on radio in New York in the early 1930s, and by the end of the decade, she was singing with groups like Count Basie's Orchestra and uh, making records with Teddy Wilson for Brunswick. She had a career that lasted well into the 1990s. In the 1970s, she appeared in the feature film The Wiz, (laughs) as well as The Cotton Club. She died in 1997. Before that, we heard Jack Denny and his orchestra, Blue Hawaii, recording made in New York on February 19, 1937. The vocalist there was Sonny Schuyler. That was a master record. That's the label name, Master 105. And we started off with Lee Wiley singing with Joe Bushkin's orchestra on the Liberty Music Shop label from November of 1939, My One and Only. I think we have time to slip in a little novelty selection here. This is the xylophonist George Hamilton Green playing one of his own compositions, recorded September of 1925, based on the style and the comparison with the same recording he made for the Victor label, or rather, a recording of the same piece for the Victor label. I'm going to say that this is probably Frank Banta at the piano. This is a Pathé Actuel record, number 21168. It's George Hamilton Green's own composition, Triplets. Thank you. 
played as probably only the composer could, Triplets by George Hamilton Green, with Mr. Green at the xylophone, a Pathé record from 1925. Well, we have time for one more record on today's Shellac Stack before we say goodbye, and it's going to be a selection from June of 1926, recorded in Victor's Church Studio in Camden, New Jersey. This one needs very little introduction. It's Victor 20635, a timely selection, played for us by Arthur Pryor's band, Here It Is.
last little bit of that sounded somewhat crunchy, shall we say. No doubt owing to years of steel needles dragging through those grooves, but nevertheless, a fairly listenable copy of The Star-Spangled Banner, played by Arthur Pryor's band, Victor 20635, that was recorded in Camden, New Jersey, on June 15, 1926. And with The Star-Spangled Banner, that's all there is on this edition of the Shellac Stack. I don't know about you, but I had fun this hour. I hope you did. And if you did, I hope you'll consider telling a friend or a family member or anyone else you think might enjoy listening to these 78 RPM records with us in the future. As a reminder, you can hear past programs on the Shellac Stack website, which is www.shellacstack.com. Again, that's shellacstack.com. If you want to listen to past programs, view label scans, or send me a message to say hi or offer up any requests or suggestions for the program. Until next time, though, take care, and I hope we'll see you back here for more 78 RPM records on the Shellac Stack. Bye-bye.